Good. I did it. I did it. I did it. We did it. I think I can. Yeah, I got this figured all. All figured out. You, you gotta, can still you, do you it. You got to figure it all <laughs> out, man. Figure it all out. It's like you do this every week. Figure it all out. Figure it all out. <laughs> Give or take. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, well. <laughs> audio listeners will get to hear this. <laughs> ah, good for the audio listeners. Things come up sometimes. How much more do we have on the on song? The song? Minute half? Minute half. How's the audio listeners doing? Y'all have a song? Yeah. Yeah, it plays a moniker song before we start the live stream. Nice. Yeah. Not me, man. We wait for I didn't to, choose that. We wait for it to end. What else was I going to choose? <laughs> I don't know, but he immediately looked at me. So I did. <laughs> I, mean, I, did. I was like, hey, man, that's not me. I mean, it seems reasonable to assume it was you. I, I don't think I can make this uh, this statement, but like... I don't think I'm one of those um, frontman type, but maybe I am. I don't know. As a fellow frontman, I don't think you're one of those frontmen. I yeah. know what you mean. You're we did have like a whole discussion one time of like, oh, man, I don't think I can. Like, are there any like front people that I'm like friends with? Because like, I, I like only off the top of my mind, I was like, I feel like I clash in some way with every front person. And now that you're here, I'm like, oh, oh shit. That's totally wrong. Okay. <laughs> like, you, you, you've broken the curse. Good, good. Glad I'm, you're here. I'm pretty much mostly friends with front people. It's weird being a front man. Probably not on purpose, Hagen. Yeah, it definitely is weird being, like, a front man. I, I, I feel like that's got to be a very uncomfortable place to be in for people with a specific, like, personality that maybe doesn't match with that. I feel like that's that classic thing is you always hear somebody doesn't, like, oh, I didn't choose to be the front person. Man, perfect timing. They probably just came in as soon as I said, I didn't choose to be the front person. <laughs> We're live. The song was over. I had I had to switch. I would, uh, Couldn't no, have you, any silence. You did I your job. I didn't want any silence. That's, my, that's all I have to do, right? I'm you done? You did your job. Can I go? No, you can, You have to press the buttons. Which, uh, for the... Yeah, because none of us know what those colors mean. It's that you, if you, on the screen, it says what it does. Can't see that. From yeah, me. but if you sit here, then you could see what it does. You do have your glasses on. That's true. Yeah. Adam that, cannot drive okay. if he does not have those glasses yeah, on. This isn't what about you thing. guys? That's a long-standing thing. What about you, Hagen? What? Can you drive without those glasses? I mean, technically, but it's not great. What about you, unintroduced guest? Uh, <laughs> Can you? Same. Not great. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is, not probably, the of the world. probably not legal. I got 2020. Not legal. Yeah, for 2020 sure. vision over here, guys. Must be nice. Yeah. You guys can borrow. <laughs> Let's give it up for Jackson's 2020 vision, everybody. Mm. Morning. Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm Hagen. I'm Adam. Yeah. That's weird. I'm Jackson. <laughs> I'm Mike. AKA New Dave. New Dave. <laughs> New Dave. New Dave. New Dave. I hope Dave's Dave. not listening. Because that's the type of thing where if I was listening on my own in like a hotel room in let's just say Sweetwater, Texas, I would be... Um... I thought you were going to say where Dave is right now. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what you were saying. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't know where Dave is. I mean, ho hopefully he's not there. Yeah, hopefully not. Purpose. For Dave's sake, I hope you're not in Sweetwater, Texas. But... Uh, yeah, that's the kind of thing where if I was just at a hotel room traveling for work or something, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tune in. That that would upset me. It, like, not in a like an actual like oh, hurt feelings, but in like a fuck, that sucks. So, Dave, we got a new Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you spin this? <laughs> yeah. So, how's everyone doing? It's hot here in Texas. Is yeah. it officially 90 degrees out? Yeah, it was 90, yeah, it was. It was 93 today, right? Sucks. 93. Yeah, wasn't that the high today, yeah. I thought? Yeah. 
Sucks. Not ready. <laughs> yeah, well, Hagen had an outdoor show um, Saturday. Two outdoor shows. Oh, shit. Well, one of those doesn't count for what I'm referring to. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, So yeah, you yeah. Uh, played two shows on Saturday. Yeah. One of them was, like, from 4 to 6 p.m., Yeah. full daylight. And that that's, like, uh, I think 3 or 2 p.m. is the hottest part of the day, right? Yeah, yeah we, sure. we, were, we were right around, like, it was, like, 73 when we played or something like that. And, like, there was your family who my partner and I went to go sit with, and there were umbrellas, so luckily that was nice. But it was, like, full blast and heat, and... There were like all of us were complaining about that. And then I was like, hey, let's guess what the temperature is right now. All of us went around and like most people were saying like, hey, it's got to be like 85 or something like that. And then I looked at it. I was like, guys, it's like 76. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a baby, but it sucks. I mean, it's it's been like 50 degrees the last couple of weeks often off and on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it's- I think we're not used to it being so warm quite so quickly. Well, we talked about it when we went to Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, and also the uh, the uh, the other thing I feel is like so I feel like a lot of weekends were really rainy. Like I feel like there yeah, was a lot true. of rain that just that, that happened this year. Yeah, but we really needed it. When I moved here, this was all fields. <laughs> <laughs> I pressed the buttons. Yeah, you do. You really push my buttons, man. Fuck yeah, I did it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, it, it's fucking hot. Adam's wearing shorts. That's yeah. how you know it's hot. I know. I, I don't like it. He's he's our groundhog. That's how you know. <laughs> now it's summer. Yeah. Yeah. No more pants. Officially. Yeah. Typically it's uh, sandals as well, but I guess that's not very professional. It's not. It's not that warm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wearing socks. Do you wear socks with your sandals? No. Okay. Good. What about he's, socks with your Crocs? Does anyone here own Crocs? No. 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 Oh. Okay. okay. They float. <laughs> They're like an engineering marvel but you, you don't you own lose them, them in is, the ocean that is pretty true though what? they just float huh. what but you don't own them <laughs> no 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 it i sounds don't like he owns a pair i, I, I live with someone who owns multiple pairs i like how, See, you, I like that's how same here like how crocs have like stickers like heel and yeah that, that's yeah. not what they're called they're called gibbets but people, <laughs> yeah yeah gibbets. Yes, they're called gibbets yeah <laughs> with but a g my, or a j j Good question. Ooh. Coming in hot. <laughs> New Dave. New Dave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Any guesses? So it is with a J. Any guesses, Mike, how it's actually spelled? Gibbet. Uh, J-I-B-B-I-T. Gibbet. And there's a Z at the end, but I'll give, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. That's he supposed to know there's a Z? I feel like I said gibbets, but it doesn't matter. Okay, okay. I didn't expect there to be two singular. Bs. Did, did, did you yeah, say gibbets? Yeah, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> Gibbet Zed? <laughs> Gibbet Zed. <laughs> that's, that's Dave's thing. I like how new Dave doesn't say Zed. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, that's helpful. What's a, Are there any other ones? He doesn't say A. Cross. So, so, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Dawes. That's um yeah yeah it's gonna be great when we get oh, to what we're listening shit. to and he says he's listening to Dawes I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. <laughs> Look who's in the chat. It's it's <laughs> part of Dave's family. Is it? I was gonna say, is it old Dave? <laughs> no, actually, I, I, well, I've never asked. Is well, that old Dave or well, yeah, yeah yeah? I guess yeah. so. One, one old of Dave's Dave, brothers is I, in the chat. Our That's old the joke. Dave, <laughs> our old Dave is the youngest Dave for the family. 
but he's old Dave to us because he's older than all of us. Dude, this is harder than engineering school. <laughs> yeah, I'm already very lost. I'm lost with well, the family tree here. Well, Mike, you've been welcome to Dave's family from his brother. Yeah, so. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, get That's that dual citizenship, free health care, <laughs> yeah. the whole nine yards. That's what it's all about. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we're here. We're hot. Uh, we got uh, Dave is out of town, as we mentioned. Uh, Dave will be back. He's not actually gone. Uh, but Mike, you're here. Uh, let's see. I, I was about to do this whole like introduction, but like <laughs> y- you play music around town. I you, do. Yeah, here in yeah. Denton, uh, you play guitar and then you also sing. Would you call yourself a, a guitarist or a music? Or sorry, a singer first? Would you call yourself a musician? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you land on that spectrum? <laughs> um. Yeah, guitarist. Okay. I still have a hard time trying to call myself anything else in terms of musicianship. You're a John Mayer I type? I do sing. I do sing, and often, and most of the time I have a gig, it involves singing, which is still weird to me. But you also play drums, too. I do play drums. Drums are my so? first instrument, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I started as a drummer. It's very cool. He's got a mad traditional grip. Ooh. So cool. I hear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm alluding to. So your your main project that I'm aware of is Edgar Derby. That's right. And that that's a band, but it is also a moniker that you go under. Wow, it is. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I take I take uh, Edgar Derby as the pseudonym moniker stage name, mm-hmm. however you want to refer to that. Um, and that is my main project. It's more of a singer-songwriter type thing than, like, guitar playing. So kind of my natural habitat is playing electric guitar. So you have, on everything that I've seen, you guys label yourself as, and I don't know if you've just not looked at this in a while, but hobo folk? Yeah. Okay, you still you still stand by that? Hobo folk, uh, art folk, art rock. Uh, you know, it's it's evolved into this thing that's kind of... It's hard to describe it, which I think is a good thing. Right. Um, the hobo folk thing was something I'd seen um, stuff like Shaky Graves described as, which when we started was kind of where it lived. Mm-hmm. It was the closest analogous thing, I guess. So that's kind of why I went with that. Um, I didn't know if it was something that... So like with our band moniker, mm-hmm. there was always this... Uh, when you're booking early shows... I don't know if we've ever mentioned this, but there's always this, whether you're just talking to your parents, friends, family, or if you're talking to a promoter and you don't have any like release music, they're like, okay, well, what's your genre? Right. It was always difficult for us. And I'm not saying like, oh, we're this, like, we're so out there. But it, it, it's always one of those things where like, you always worried, because I would immediately say like, that people would see in my face that kind of like, uh, the deer in headlights. And mm-hmm. then they would say, okay, who do you sound like? And I was like, well, that's an even worse question. Because if I say like, oh, I want to sound like Modest Mouse. Your expectations might be up here or they might be down here. Right. And it's like, oh, well, I've already lost. I'm not going to tell you, like, oh, I like Radiohead because I don't sound like them. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't know if Hobo Folk was one of those, like, kind of like, uh, like, don't ask me. It's, well, I I kind of think it's important mm-hmm. to, to have an answer for that. And we're kind of in that same boat where it's like, uh, the thing we're doing, it's weird. And so getting that question a lot i do think it's important to have something that you're gonna come back with so um i don't know wasn't necessarily a ton of thought put into that but 
kind of worked and it's intriguing it, it answers the question it and does. people are like oh okay because folk. If, if you were to say hobo folk to me and without hearing you guys even though we played many of shows with sure. you guys and i know you well um i would immediately start thinking okay it's probably a lot of like wooden instruments and what i mean by that is like acoustic like of course you're playing electric but i would think like banjo stuff like that and that is stuff that you play absolutely um yeah it's it, it's i don't know if you intended this but uh you're in a power trio yeah yeah okay cool yeah. <laughs> uh we're in a power trio whoa i'm the weakest link of it but like it's powerful yeah whoa. that's yeah. crazy i wouldn't say the weakest link of it i think so um <laughs> did you intend to be on the uh in, in, like to make it a trio or is that just like a hey this is like the minimum i i need and then you realize like oh shit this works it's yeah it's kind of that yeah and lately um we do add in a fourth voice seat chair whatever you want to call it um a lot of the time and as the music evolves there's kind of more more layers that i'd like to have happen during the live show but i think um at its core it feels maybe the most right at times as the power trio even if it's like oh i wish i wish we could have that guitar solo because when we're doing the trio i'm playing a resonator and it's sort of a finger style thing and that the resonator is the like pan looking guitar right like, yeah i'm sorry I, I i'm real bad with gear no so, no like... you're good um the the guitar i'm playing now it's called a national reso electric so it's sort of a hybrid between a resonator and an electric guitar. And it's it's pretty cool, and it's like exactly the Edgar Derby thing. Yeah. Um, but it's in an alternate tuning. You can't really go and play a shredding guitar solo on this thing. And uh, look it up if you're at home listening to this. It You see it, get one look at it, and you'll understand, oh, yeah, that's not like guitar solo guitar. Uh, so lately we do add in... Um, the electric guitar sometimes as a fourth seat and it feels more complete in some ways but also when it's the power trio you have this freedom to kind of take the song wherever you want to and there's only two guys that have to come with you if you deviate or you lengthen a section or you know yeah uh, some sort of improv improvisatory element comes into it um it's a little more freeing that way. Yeah. It's a little more raw that way. You're, and your bassist, I mean, every time I've seen him play, he plays like, what is that <laughs> style of bass? <laughs> D- Hagen, do you know the what y- that would be? The uke bass. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can, uke bass or u bass. Why don't um, you guys explain what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm, again, hear I'm not a gear guy. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, as, as far as I know. Wait, it, can Adam do it? <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what's a uke bass? Does that have anything to do with a ukulele? Yeah, wow, that's far offensive, as I know. Adam. <laughs> Can't say that. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, it's it's it, it's like a it's a, a very short scale bass, a ukulele like kind of size. Uh, I don't know the tuning though. I don't know if it's tuned to bass tuning or if it's closer to like a to, to a, u- a ukulele tuning. Yeah, tuned uh, tuned to standard bass tuning, okay. even same pitch class, uh-huh. all the way down. Yeah, but it's about yay big. Yeah. Uh, so, and the strings are, it's more like surgical tubing than guitar strings. They're like rubbery, hmm. plasticky. Yeah. And so kind of like like a nylon string. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. 
And so Weird. you get this like I never want to touch this thing. All, you, <laughs> you really don't. And the one the one that Killian, my bass player, has is fretless also. Mm. It's an abomination. Let's frankly. make this all so difficult. <laughs> yeah. But the the what you get out of this thing is like it almost sounds like a stand-up upright bass. Yeah. Almost everyone. Don't don't come at me. Almost. Wow, New it's, Dave knows a lot not, about uke bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to. It's it's our thing. Um so you get this like almost upright sound, but it's not. Yeah. And you have this, you can have this dexterous thing because it's so short scale. You can play more run type stuff than you could on an actual upright. Uh, so it's a very unique thing. And again, it goes with the kind of folky nature. Yeah, well, and I, the kind of the fundamental thing that we're working with. I wanted to ask that. Was that part of like whenever you guys were getting together as the group? Was there like a discussion to do that or did he just already play that? Yeah, so um, the way that the first record came about, I wrote all the songs and recorded them before I even had the band together. So we kind of worked that one in reverse and I used the U-Bass on the recordings. And I, it kind of, uh, a bass player I had been working with when I was writing the music had one of these laying around and she let me borrow it and it was like just it fit in perfectly to the material and so it was like okay this is the thing plus i'm not really a bass player i was about to so, ask that yeah i i can play bass and i have at times but like i'm not a bass player i'm a guitar player i bought and a baritone guitar for this exact reason yeah. to avoid <laughs> learning a bass right it's uh and nobody hates anything more than a guitar player trying to play bass. Like, right. Well, a guitar player going, oh, this isn't so hard. Right. <laughs> no, and that's, I hate that. Same thing. Let, <laughs> let, let's, let's talk about that a little bit real quick. That's a huge thing that I feel like people, I'll jam with people, jam, quote unquote, I don't jam. Um, and they'll like hand me a bass and we'll try and do like, you know, instrument swaps, all that kind of stuff. And they'll hand me, a bass and i'll just tell them like hey just fyi like i'm gonna be sticking to root notes i'm not comfortable on this instrument and they're like what it's the same thing just less strings I'm like what the fuck dude you're a bassist you shouldn't be saying that yeah, false. yeah it's so like a great bass player is so underrated i think people understand a great guitarist a great singer a great drummer but like i don't think the general public really man why are we talking about this when there's no bassist in here <laughs> But like yeah. uh, it's super under underrated and it is. yeah, like there there are those people like who will play on like a Michael Jackson record or something like that where they're playing really straight and people are like oh yeah well that's super easy and I was like no like you don't understand like what they're doing is actually like perfect yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so so having this U bass really kind of let me fudge all of the, those sort of details mm -hmm. and it's it's just the unique thing that I could handle I could play and it, it not just that like. I wasn't forcing it in. That's the whole thing. Is like it was the right sound. It was the right timbre. Everything was derby about it, if you will. And that's kind of back then when I first wrote the songs, trying to cultivate like what the sound was was very important. Yeah. And to the point where uh, we, I went to the studio and I was adamant almost that there would be no electric instruments, like all acoustic stuff, resonators, banjos, all like mic'd up, U bass, yeah. Um, my producer very wisely talked me out of that, uh, you know, absolute kind of stance. And there's plenty of electronic stuff or electric stuff. And, and we're talking about like the first record, right? First Which record, yes. I'm going to just so oh, everyone okay. on the uh, stream can see 
uh, got a copy of right here. I'm hiding the cover a little bit. It's Who We Are, uh, 2017, right? Correct. So yeah, there there is like one song on here. I forget which one it is, but like it comes in with like electronic drums. Or, yeah. And like that, like I, I didn't expect it knowing your music. Right. And like as soon as it hits in, it's just, I was just like, oh, what a good use of electronic like drums. I don't right. know if it was like programmed or like played, but like it was, it, I don't know if that was you or the producer. It was 100% of the producer. Good on uh, them. Yeah. Good on you yeah, for so, listening, too. So my producer, Ben Jackson, he runs a studio called East End Studio in Nashville. And uh, that's where we've made both of our records, actually. And uh, I was adamant, you know, all, all uh, acoustic drums. And it, to the point of, like, some of it I want to be just, like, thigh slaps and, you know, claps. Not even instruments, just, like... Washboards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the vibe that I was yeah. really trying to strive for. And so he did all the percussion. He's a drummer. And so he came out with that one, and he was like, don't kill me. Give it a chance. If you hate it, we'll explore something else. But um, he he sent it over, and like the first listen, I was like, yeah, that's the Wait, right thing. So he did it kind of behind your back? Yeah. Man, I love it when producers yeah, do that. That's, yeah. We had that one way once. to get that done, though, sometimes. Yeah. We had that once. We recorded a song, and then like I went back to the hotel went to bed came back the next morning when we said we were going to start and like the guy turns around like in like a throne chair basically and he goes so give me a chance i got really high and just kept working last <laughs> night i just kept going i did some weird shit to that song we worked on yesterday and i was like play it and i was like man you should do that more yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think that's an important dynamic uh that you should have with a producer yeah. is the, the trust factor to at least let them try some stuff. They're involved. Yeah. And, and he knew, I mean, I, me and Ben go way back, so he knew it was fine for him to do this. And I mean, uh, I don't know if behind the back is the right phrase because he was working on all the percussion parts. Yeah. I apologize, sort of Ben. I wasn't trying to say <laughs> that you're skeevy. Um, but yeah, like he knew it wasn't what I was asking for but that it felt right for the tune. Mm -hmm. So in service to the music, he tried it. And it is all programmed, by the way. Um, and he's a genius with that sort of stuff. Uh, and yeah, I, one listen, I was like, yeah, that's amazing. We're going with that. And so that is the one spot where there's programmed yeah. anything, mm -hmm. really. So one thing you touched on a little bit, uh, the project is Edgar Derby. And so when you were conceptualizing this, even before we started the show, mm -hmm. we all asked you like, hey, because we know you on a personal level, but right. then also on that professional level of, hey, what before we record, do you want to go by Mike? you want to go by Edgar? Right. What is it? Right. Uh, so that was one thing that I, I definitely, with your permission, wanted to ask about the uh, why is there the, uh, like I don't know if shroud is the right word of going under Edgar Derby. Is it kind of like We've always we've kind of loosely touched on this, like you know, like David Bowie kind of does it, or, yeah. and there's like people like Robert Smith, who like the Robert Smith that we see on stage is a bit is way different than who he probably is on in person, for sure. So like, what what was the onus behind that? Yeah, um, it's it's important to the project, it, the the music, the whole thing really is sort of like uh, I say it this way usually when I'm trying to explain this. Most people are familiar with the concept of like a concept album. 
this is like a concept project. Yeah. So everything about about the project from not just the music and the cover art and the lyrics, but even the onstage persona, the costumes that we wear. Um, I have a whole Edgar suit, as I call it. Well, I didn't realize this. What's the Edgar suit? Uh, whatever you see me wearing. Okay. When, when okay. On stage. Yeah. So right. there's I'm gonna start paying attention. Specifically, the hat. Yeah. Usually, um, like a tank top too, right? Or is that like is that? Like yeah. A, usually, that shirt? usually yeah. a tank top or a flannel. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's it's right, only yeah. ever those two things. Yeah. Um, just no no brand names in the clothing we're wearing. So yeah. it's uh, really we're going for sort of a period piece, mm-hmm. and um. Here lately, it's kind of coming all the way into fruition where it's uh, quasi-theatrical to the point of, like, um, we're, th- we're thinking about, is this just a rock show? Are we, are we trying to blur some lines between, like, theatrical stuff and going to see a rock show? Um, kind of, it, it goes all the way that far down. So the, like, Edgar Derby character... Uh, is more than just the name. It's like Mike doesn't sing those songs. Edgar right. does. Well, and I wanted to ask you similarly about the kind of lyrics. So as I keep mentioning, I, I, I keep wanting to talk about myself, if you can't tell. <laughs> uh, but like whenever I write songs as a lyricist, it is just like I'm pulling out of the ether kind of type of thing. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this way in this moment. Or I was listening to a... Um, song and I was like oh I get the vibe of this song um what you know what what would I do in this same kind of like uh I guess setting yeah I don't get that vibe from you I get the that like it's very intentional that like it feels like you're uh in the folk sense telling a story and uh, much more intentional is that accurate or am I yeah am I giving yeah, you I more like, credit than you're worth no <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not. It actually, it actually brings me great joy to hear you say something like that because that's exactly what we're striving for with this. Um, it's meant to be more like reading a novel. Mm-hmm. So it's meant to be consumed from cover to cover. Um, I'm not just saying you have to go listen. You know, yeah, it's it's that could be a clever way of just go on Spotify. You have to listen to the whole thing. You have yeah, to buy the but, vinyl. But you, yeah, you kind of truly do. And. Uh, the thing is, there's there's references between songs, lyrics will come back, imagery is used all the way through, and if you start at the beginning of the first record and go all the way through the end of the second, I would hope you could see some through plot. Mm-hmm. Now, it's still kind of abstract, it's still music, you know, it's not a novel, but there are definite, like, very well-defined themes that are running throughout, at least... That's that's the hope that some of that is coming across. Yeah. So um, every little bit about it, even the artwork and stuff, there's like Easter eggs all over the place. Speaking of Easter eggs, there's the Hagen. I'm going to let you tell this story. <laughs> oh, I know this one. Uh, yeah. So I had I had bought the vinyl from you, listened to the it. The newest record. Yeah, the newest record and had listened to it and uh, had a fucking panic attack because the very end has this. <laughs> as this thing repeating and I, I I could not figure out what it was. And they call that an infinite loop at like the, like the vinyl, like, so it doesn't scratch the label, right? right? It spins into like a, a a circle that keeps moving around. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. That's Uh, the word. So uh, like 
it, it there's this there's this thing that keeps playing in, in that infinite loop and I like I could not for the life of me I brought my wife in I recorded it and played it for people at work I downloaded an app to play it backwards <laughs> I could not fucking figure out what it was uh, and and I had it does kind of sound like it's uh, like recorded backwards. One hundred percent sounds yeah. like it's a backwards thing. I'm yeah. I, and I, I feel like maybe we shouldn't say what it is, and so people can go buy your vinyl and go listen to it. But it, it was it, it really it's not on the streaming uh, portion, right? It's not. Um, Good I, call. I yeah. thought about this is it. Great. Like, like if I love you it. go, the Beatles did this, right? right. And maybe Who? they were the first. Maybe not. <laughs> Sorry. It's this, it's this old man, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if you go listen to Sgt. Pepper on Spotify, mm-hmm. it's it's on there. Oh, really? And you yeah, just play it like weird. 10 times and it fades out. Yeah. And oh, it's that's like interesting. Dumb. It kind of ruins yeah. it. It's dumb. Yeah. It ruins it. Yeah. Yeah. It's checking a box. It's not getting it actually done. Right. Uh, so it's not on the streaming and you only hear it one, if you listen to the vinyl, yeah, all the way through, it's on its <laughs> side two, B yeah. at the end. At the right. end. Two, if you have a, a turntable that's not gonna, that's not gonna take it off. Right. Yeah, you exactly. have an automatic, automatic one. Yeah. Then yeah, you're not gonna hear it. Yeah. So if you own the LP, um, and you have a record player that does that, I don't know if you can override that or something, but do it. It's uh, yeah, it's I, so funny. I, like you guys did it as a sound check one time at a yeah. show we played with you guys, and uh. I don't think we're going to be uh, stepping on any toes here, but that sound guy took forever. Like, you guys had done your job. That guy was taking a long time. So I think you guys, and, and it's like that that loop, it's what, like five seconds maybe? Well, the loop on the record is 1.3 seconds. Okay, so it's 1.3 seconds. I but, think you but guys, the song, it's, it's, it it's goes more song? than that, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 because I do remember that. The also a loop, yeah. which is maybe... 30 seconds. Okay, so you guys did this 30 seconds <laughs> loop. I, by the way, beautiful to have that as like a sound check. Because like it. we're constantly like at, before a sound check, they'll somebody will say, hey, run run like a minute of a song. And we're all like deer in headlights. Like, uh, yeah. what song? We didn't, we, I don't well, know. You, you don't tend to want to do that, I would think, because then the audience is like, oh, they're starting. Yeah, they oh, get they're, confused. They're when you, yeah, when you, when you do line checks, I try to avoid any possible like full band soundtrack. Right, something and that just sounds go, like a full band. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, can we just start and, you, and we'll just fix it as we go? Because I, I don't really want to do right. like this false start bullshit. Yeah. 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 So you guys did you that. Get this little plies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not the whole thing. Right. <laughs> uh, so you guys did 30 seconds, but I, I, feel like you did it for maybe 10 minutes it was a long time and <laughs> it started and to we feel started that way laughing because you you engage people with this and they're like oh that's weird it's the same thing over and over <laughs> and then you lose them right but it yeah. went so long and, and you guys were, were the like, opener oh, too still they're still doing <laughs> maybe this is the whole set yeah it was wild oh, and, it, and we were just cracking up up there oh and hagen and i this was after hagen had had this whole saga so when you started playing it <laughs> Hagen and I were like, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I have the vinyl too. Because Hagen like told me, he said, "Have you uh, noticed this?" And I was like, "No, I don't think I have." And then I went back and did it. And I was like, "Oh, that's great, that's amazing." And then you did this at the show, and we were just like back there. It was like cheering for the team even more. Yeah. You're like, yeah, probably. Did they know this. <laughs> yeah, a popular. This song. is a fan favorite. <laughs> just beautiful so yeah no spoilers here go go buy the record if your friend has the record if you have the record make sure you listen to it it was just like that was the like that was the ending of that like chapter for us i was just like ah 
it's not going to get much better than that. Yeah. Now, every time that record ends, I'm just like pleasantly reminded of that, <laughs> that night, man. I'm so glad it landed. And it was, it was kind of a to do to get that on the record even. Yeah. Um, I mean, not really, but I was so adamant about it that I, I think I perceived it as like, Oh, no one's going to want to do this and I uh, have to fight him on it. Yeah. Um, in the end, it was the, the person who, who cut the vinyl for us? She was like, "Yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. It's not something that like takes a lot of like extra effort it's on their really part, right? Not. It's just it's like, really not. She was like, "As long as the rest isn't any longer, you're good." Because we're pushing limits on uh, vinyl okay. times. Yeah. Um, but I was adamant. As long as it landed for one person, that's yeah. It was really for me. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Which but if you guys can find joy in it, that's just bonus. I think that there's a. It was a mystery. <laughs> exactly what it's supposed it was, to be. It was, yeah. it was an escape room. You had to figure it out. <laughs> I had to get out. I think it was, it was really like freaking you out too. It was. You couldn't yeah, you figure it out. You sent me this so. manic text message. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It's <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, um, I, I got some news topics we can uh, discuss a little bit uh, while we're all here. Um, is everyone here familiar with the, the artist Afro Man? Yes. yes. Because I got high. Colt oh, 45. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, Colt 45 to the exact. Maybe that's all we need. We can go, I, I can go on if okay. you want. <laughs> yeah, uh, please. No, I'm good. Damn it. That, that's what you, that was your TikTok clip right there, huh? I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you pressed the buttons. My bad. I pressed the buttons, please. So I don't know if you guys saw this. So Afro Man is notoriously a weed smoker. And that's kind of like, it, it's synonymous with his brand. I don't know if that's like actually who he is but like that's synonymous with his brand so recently don't know if you guys have already heard about this but he lives in i want to say utah some somewhere like that it, it you would think somewhere else yeah um but he lives in like utah or something like that and oh no sorry i have it right here in front of me god i'm a fucking idiot <laughs> uh it was the ohio police who did this they basically they came into his house because he's afro man i would assume uh, profiling here and they like broke down his door like completely like we're just trying to find anything they could find they didn't find anything they found i think it was something like four hundred dollars in cash and whenever they asked him like how'd you get this he's like i played a show like i i did my job i can show you like the like it's like the i the w10 or whatever the work one uh but basically the most afro man thing he could do is he wrote a song about that and it's called will you help Will you help me repair my door? <laughs> and he has he has cameras all around his house. Yeah. And he basically just used the footage of the raid and that's the music video. Oh that's my god. Odd. It went super viral and it's hilarious. Like it, it it's tragic because it's like it, it's super sad the whole situation, but it, it's a great way of using his platform to be like, this is ridiculous. So there's all it's like very, it's very chill, and it's just like, Will you help me repair my door? will you help me you know like make my kids forget this that kind of stuff it's just like all that kind of shit and it's oh hilarious it's like did you find what you're looking for in my cd case all that kind of stuff and it's hilarious you definitely go watch it but what has happened is the ohio police are now suing afro man for invasion of privacy after the footage of them raiding his home was used in the music video isn't that just like once oh again, cherry on God. top, like sad for Afro Man. Hopefully no, this goes nowhere. That's good press. 
It's There's fucking hilarious. Got to be dozens of lawyers who are like, I want that case. Yeah, like, for right? sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I adamantly like everyone has to go watch oh that. Oh my god, that's crazy. It's so fucking funny. Holy shit. I guess not too much uh, talking there, but like I had to talk about that just a little bit. Yeah. Here's a better thing. Uh, Duolingo. <laughs> Is everybody familiar with Duolingo? Owl. Yeah. Not yeah. The owl does not get high, as far as I'm aware. Uh, um, it kind of looks like it. Oh shit! Shots fired. <laughs> uh, so uh, Duolingo, the language app, uh, language learning app. I don't know if they have other stuff. I want to say that they have like a math app or like some type of learning app, something Probably. like that. So like, there's a lot of job postings that have gone up lately, looking for developers who also are uh, knowledgeable in like music theory. So there's a big like, oh, they're building a music learning app. You're a teacher, Hagen. Uh-huh. What do you feel about that? I'm sure it'll be good because Duolingo is good. Um, I feel like linguists hate Duolingo. I, I don't know about that. Uh, it just kind of depends on their approach to teaching. Like, like I mean, like you you can use that pretty uh, like the tools they use for Duolingo for like the bit that I've used it pretty efficiently for doing like intro music theory stuff, especially learning the staff, learning all that kind of stuff, learning yeah, I rhythms. Can see that. Um, it can get a little bit tricky when it comes to like chord analysis and song analysis. What There's I'm some... curious is like you pick your language yeah. in Duolingo. How is this going to work? Is it just going to be general music theory or would it be kind of like, oh, I want to learn piano. And it's like, how do you do that kind of like that playback? Would... Does a keyboard come up on screen? That, that would be interesting. So I know that there are tools that exist like that where you play and then it'll like tell if you did a good job or not. Uh, those tools pr- really heavily rely on like good audio quality too which is kind of a, a, a tough thing there's so. a can't listen now feature so i wonder what they would do there by the way yeah. all these all these uh, ideas are copyrighted copywritten so uh, duolingo you cannot use what i'm saying <laughs> hire me yeah i feel i i feel like <laughs> when it comes to the choose language thing they might give you options as like what instrument do you play or what are your interests because that way they could teach you like because yeah, there like are a what lot of kind of music is interested in yeah you or something because yeah. they're they, they they could they could teach you like more based on like if you are like a casual guitar player because then they'll probably teach you stuff like slash chords instead of figured bass but if you want to learn like traditional western music theory and they'll probably What's teach you slash chord uh like d over f sharp guns and roses yeah oh like that's oh no <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i hate you new dave you're oh. not nice new dave new, new dave. dave new dave new so, have you ever read a chord chart that says like d slash f sharp yeah, okay that's okay. a slash chord got it so that that chord that's is telling where i you, use my thumb exactly yeah that chord is telling you the lowest note is going to be an f sharp do most people use their thumbs to do that N- sure no, no, no. I need an answer, do they? Uh, I, I, does it matter? I would say 50-50. You hate it. Yeah. Hagen doesn't like it when people use their thumbs. No, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I feel like a lot of times it's, it's like... It's not proper. You could find another way. Use your thumb Can you say reasons. this in a uh, uh, Jacob Collier voice? It's not proper. Hominy. 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 We got an email about that. Yeah, I know. I haven't listened to it yet. We did, but I it was, saw Jacob yeah, Collier and I was like, so. nah. <laughs> Sorry, next Chris. Week. <laughs> next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have to wait for Dave to come back. That's what I would should have said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. So I, I, I'm currently using Duolingo right now to try and like just learn a little bit of Japanese. I don't think I'm going to be fluent in it, but like when I, I do have friends who speak fluent Japanese and I've asked them like, hey, if I wanted to go that next level, could you give me some resources? And they have. And so I 
have those kind of in my back pocket as like, hey, if I keep doing this. Um, but what I find really nice about Duolingo is it does like it, it wets the, your whistle. If you, if you, uh, what's your whistle? It, what's your whistle? You know, and I just want the music app to do the same thing. Well, there, so there's, 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 a, there's a really great resource online already. Adam's on his phone. <laughs> I was just writing down Duolingo. For oh, I thought you were writing down what your, your you were googling what your whistle. <laughs> Safe uh, search. There's a there's a really great tool already called MusicTheory.net, but it's like. Uh, looking it up it's it, it is a really great tool it has a lot of great games it has a lot of great little like education pieces uh, i use it a lot for like to send home to my students to like hey if you're wanting to learn more about chord analysis chord naming like reading that kind of stuff you can set your own difficulty levels and all that kind of stuff and make it really fun if you like that kind of stuff um, i have used this before it has like the kind of like it'll give you a staff with yeah. a you know, bass clef, and then if it has sharps, flats, all that kind of stuff, yep. and it's like, what note is this? Yeah, yep. yeah, and you can cool. you could you can do that as as far as like what chord is this? Um, it'll it, you can do like a full chord analysis thing on there. It's it's a great website. So Duolingo definitely could do something along those lines and be super useful. It also could you know find ways to cater. I I think that's a great idea. Um, I it seems like most people are, don't want to learn music theory in the first but, place. Like but also, it's brand recognition. Yeah, so like mm-hmm. yeah. There is the me being an optimist here. There is the possibility of that. Like there might be someone who like, uh, dude, I play like Smoke on the Water. I play Creedence Clearwater on my like fucking Les Paul at home, and that's all they know about yeah. music. And then they see this, and it's like, oh, maybe I could learn how to you know solo like my 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 Ray Vons. There, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a number of those kind of people who who if they are truly interested enough will come out and be like. Man, you know, I never knew music was so hard. See, now, why do they talk like that? <laughs> why do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess I was mean. No, I loved it. I had a guy at a conference once uh, find out I played guitar, and I immediately like looked around the group. I was like, who the fuck told him? <laughs> I was like, I-, I hate whoever did this. And he said, like, because he lived next to the conference and I had like traveled to it and he like was like, I'll bring my guitar tomorrow and you can play during uh, like uh, lunch. And I was like, don't do that. <laughs> don't. I'll be really mad if you do. I had to get candid with him. I'm like, do not. If you do, I'm going to make you play something. He's like, oh, I can play like the opening to Stairway to Heaven. I was like, you're going to do that. <laughs> In front of everybody. Yeah. If you're going to make me do this, you're going to do that. Showing up with a practice amp. Ugh. Ugh. We're gatekeeping here, aren't we? Well, I will. I will say I, that that sounds like super cringe, but like whenever my adult students go on like work trips and they're like, "I'm gonna bring my guitar," I'm like, "That's actually fucking awesome. Go practice. Like, True. go practice. That that's a really great idea." I, I mean, w- if you want to do that, then good for you. Yeah, yeah. Everybody I, else may not agree, but <laughs> I've been trying to figure out how to like travel with a guitar because I got that little like travel synthesizer, the OP one. Yeah. For this exact reason, to like um, be able to play music on the road when i'm like traveling for work yeah uh but it, it, it's fun and it scratches an itch but it doesn't wet my whistle you know yeah you're not gonna play that at lunch yeah no i'm not gonna play it at lunch i've gotta i've gotta fly with my cymbal bag and snare soon oh, okay shit yeah. that like the oh, way sorry. you said that sorry. i was just like you've got a fly no, i've got a fly i've <laughs> got like, i've got two like fly. your pants yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'll be interesting mm-hmm. i did like as a child i that remember sounds- scary yeah just yeah. my first yeah. thought uh i i think you i can check it and you have to you'd have to because of the weight right you're gonna hold it uh symbol symbols the, symbols the one i'm concerned about snare can come with me 
Are you yeah. gonna bring? I mean, it? that makes sense. It can. I fit. am not bringing my my 1965 <laughs> snare. Absolutely not. <laughs> At our, so Hagen's got this new vintage snare. As my he just, first vintage piece. What also. Is, go ahead, say what it is. The 1965 Ludwig Acrylite. So Hagen got it. He's been playing it at shows recently asking you, like, how does it sound, et cetera. Uh, right before we were about to, you know, start moving our stuff on stage this last Saturday, Hagen goes, I'm going to tune my drums. And I was like, ah, what a funny joke. And then and then I hear him behind me start tapping it and hitting the snare. And I turn, I was like, are you actually fucking tuning your drums? And there was this <laughs> moment of like, yeah, motherfucker, it's vintage. And I was like, oh, my bad. I forgot that you got that. My bad. It's, That's it, It's also so fucking sensitive. I had to tune it mid-set because it got it, it got like super loose. The lugs got really loose while we were playing. Mike, do you ever have that with any of your gear? Are you playing vintage gear or is it just like it, it is acoustic, like nice stuff, new built? New. Okay, good. Good on you. Yeah. That sounds so much easier. It is. Yeah, it, it is. It is easier. Did yeah. I tell the story of when I saw Brian Jonestown Massacre last year? Mm-mm. Is is anyone aware of this band? You've it, mentioned them. Vaguely. That's the awareness. It's I like have. one of those like 60s, 70s revivalist bands. Like I'm not a huge fan of them, but like had a friend going. So I was like, cool, I'll go. Um, they played like a three hour set. Way too long. Uh, and then I would say maybe an hour of that was tuning. And they did have a, um, they oh, did have a gu- guitar tech and it was because, and they, they mentioned it because they kept bringing out new guitars every time. And I was like, those are like vintage guitars. Those are like, yeah. I was like, first of all, why are you traveling with those? Those are like, do maybe one, but the amount that you had, like the, the weather was definitely affecting them. And they, t- they were tuning for so long, like one t- I think they tuned for maybe like three minutes before one song. And the guy, the singer goes up, he goes, well, the vintage sound, you just can't beat it. And I was like, oh, you definitely can. You definitely can. <laughs> this could also I'm really mad. Yeah. 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 That uh, the, the the reason I, I got that snare is because I don't have any like nice snares. And I was like, this is like and, and the, the price was right. And I was like, this is this is great, but I'm not gonna like do big travel. I'm not gonna like tour with it. I'm not gonna do anything. There's just, like no there's no reason to do that. See, I don't feel that like I, I don't have any vintage gear. Yeah. Likely never will. Um, but I would say that I have expensive gear and my like whole thing with it is like we have friends who will buy guitars and i'm sure mike you have similar friends this way who will just buy like really nice stuff and then like you'll ask them like oh like why aren't you playing that and they're like i'm so scared to bring it somewhere and she's like why why'd you buy it yeah Yeah. and like to each their own but for me like i have my guitar like that i primarily played with and i have like nicks on it and scratches and like I'm not saying that's like part of it, but like it kind of is. And it's also like I bought it to play it. Yeah. I won't bring it to like specific things, but like. Yeah, you might be more cautious about it, but you're not going to like keep it in a case and just look at it. Yeah. Like I'll do it for like weekend runs. But if we were doing like a big month long tour, it's like, yeah, sure. I'll bring my like Telecaster where it's like, God forbid something happens where like it just snaps. It's like, well, I can replace the neck. I can or it's like, hey, they make more Telecasters. I hear. (laughs) Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> they've actually stopped recently. Yeah. There's the, there's a Telecaster van happening <sighs> right now. <laughs> God damn it! First TikTok, now the Telecasters. <laughs> Man, imagine that. All the people like being like, ah, take away their TikTok. I don't give a shit about Gen Z, Gen Z. Sorry, new mic. Ma- oh. Fuck, new day. <laughs> I almost said new mic. New, new mic, mic, new, new mic, mic, new mic, new mic. But uh, imagine <laughs> halfway that. through the episode, it's like, and we're taking away your Stratocasters. Not my Stratocaster. <laughs> Not the John Mayers. <laughs> Fuck, imagine I don't that. think that would work that way. Yeah. I don't think they care. 
There's yeah. a there's a small group that would very care. small group. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a small group of people that would would laugh at people for TikTok getting banned and then be very upset that telecaster the telecasters got banned. Well, they would get mad about anything being banned. True, be I guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah. You can ban things they don't like. Yeah, uh, the tuning thing. After I tuned, I then was fixing one thing on stage and we got on stage and the drummer for the band before us was side stage and he went, no one cares. <laughs> well. Egg on his face because I kept trying to get him to skate with me after the show and he would not <laughs> skate with me. I had my skateboard. It was just like, nah, dude, that's going to fuck my shit up. I was like, I've seen pictures of you doing like 18 set like fucking stairs, like these amazing pictures that I would never consider doing. And he, he wouldn't skate with me in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. I don't think I like him. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, did you see that uh, video that Daft Punk put up? No. Daft Punk put up a... Uh, Daft Punk. Daft Punk put up. Daft Punk I, thought, I thought they were done, right? They're yeah. never going to release anything ever again. Dude, the um, I, I swear, between 2013, which is, I think, when Random Access Memories came out, to oh, yeah, I guess now, yeah. like, to when they broke up. So it's been 10 years, but, like, from 2013 to Random Access Memories, we got, like, those two songs they did with The Weeknd, and that's it. Yeah. And then now that they're broken up, it's just like they're fucking just like they've opened up the like the faucet. It's just odd the amount no, yeah, that they're, they're releasing they're printing money. So they um they put up it's like the ten year anniversary of Random Access Memories, their last album, and um they there's a song on it called Fragments of Time. It's not the last song, but it's towards the last half of the record. It's second or third to last, maybe. It's at and, the end. Yeah. And basically, it's uh, the guy who sang Face to Face on their Discovery record. He came back to like sing on this song, and they wrote it together. So what it is, basically, I saw all these articles that was like, Daft Punk puts up a uh, like a, a video of them, the writing process of this song. I was like, oh, my God. These guys are like notorious for like, you know, like being very shrouded in their like, their persona there you go much like our good friend uh mike derby here and uh damn that didn't get any laughs <laughs> new dave new dave new dave but they put it up and i was like I, I was at work at the time i was like oh fuck i can't wait to watch this i'm gonna put this up on my big tv and i'm gonna see the those french guys just fucking the french robots just go for it it was the biggest letdown ever. It sounds really boring, honestly. It, it Having not seen it, bummed me out so much because it's not a like they call it a video, but it's not. It is basically they have like a tape machine, and it's like zoomed out a hundred percent, and then just slowly over the ten minute video zooms in on like the dial. There's no video at all. All it is is like audio recording of like you can just hear them like, oh yes, and then at this part you do this, and uh, oh that's very funny. <laughs> And then, like, the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember doing this that one time. Uh, as I said, I have no sympathy for the French people. I still so give you I'll a cancel it. buck for oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's okay to, yeah. These are cancel bucks, Mike? Cancel bucks. Yeah, so be careful. We're watching out for you. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if we'll give a guest a cancel buck. Well, oh, we gave, we gave no, my brother we, one. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. I, th I think, actually, we gave my brother multiple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's because he's German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was such a letdown. It bummed me out. Like, I got like two minutes through and I was like, I think I'm going to turn this off. And I did. And then I thought, you know, I maybe, owe it to myself you to see the whole thing. And yeah. I did. And I was like, it doesn't get better. It's not, you can't even like follow what's happening super well. Like people like were writing articles and they're like, oh yeah, you can hear like the wittiness of like uh, one of the Daft Punk guys. And it's just like, no, you can't. It's just like some people talking <laughs> and like in the background, they've looped the, like the song. 
I guess I just don't care enough about that at all. Like I like their music and everything, but I don't care about any of this other stuff they're doing recently. Yeah. About like, look how great we were. It's just like, okay. Release music or <laughs> yeah. shut up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, I got one more thing. Um, do you have any news today? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> can I get another one, please? <laughs> Try again. No, yeah, you can have the cancel book. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. Can I just take the cancel book? I don't want to try again. Yeah, I've got... <laughs> um, I don't want to try. <laughs> um, the, uh, just local news. It's uh, did, did, did you see... Who, E3's canceled? Did, well, no. <laughs> it's it's actually bigger than E3 being canceled, but it's... I don't uh, fucking believe that. Local news. Uh, uh, so it's not Denton local, but DFW, Arlington... They gave Taylor Swift the key to the city. Oh, that's why Dave's not here right now, right? Because <laughs> he's really tired. We're going to do a whole, like, uh, we actually went to all three shows. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And, sorry you didn't get to go, Mike. Oh, but that's okay. Like, we, when she comes back, you'll be new Dave, so then yeah. you can come. New Dave. Yeah. We don't get, uh, it's that's a new Don, it's door. a new, new Dave. Dave. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, we don't get tired. I mean, like, we, we danced, you know, we were feeling 22, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Dave got really tired because, you know, he's like 50 he years old. <laughs> Anything's gonna piss him off. It's that. Let me in the chat. I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, comma, old Dave. Yeah. So uh, Arlington gave Taylor Swift the key to the city. Why? I and thought then, you were gonna say Dallas she's not did. from here. And then they also uh, they also temporarily don't know when it ends, but they temporarily renamed one of the streets around the AT and T Stadium Taylor Swift Street or Taylor that's, Swift Way. That's or whatever. fucking lame. You're right. This <laughs> is Arizona bigger than E3. <laughs> You're right. I was so wrong. It's bigger than E3 being canceled. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's such crazy. a lame like half-ass way to do that after Arizona renamed a whole city. Yeah, I I, I also thought it was really interesting <laughs> that they the bowing down to Taylor Swift. That's happening. Oh, I, it's really weird. I, and I, I'm a fan, but like that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I didn't see this in the article. I saw it in like an Instagram post. So I don't know if it's for sure, but apparently they also Arlington is starting a Taylor Swift day as well. So uh, yeah, Arlington loves Taylor Swift. Well, <laughs> Arlington loves money. In the yeah. stadiums are they gonna that do they that? have without yeah. the houses they have. Now. Are they going to do this to Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks when they come through? No. Why not, Well, I mean, man? they got a lot of streets. They could <laughs> rename every street. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll see what I have to do about that later. Yeah. yeah. It'll work. <laughs> Sorry, future Hagen. Yeah. I, do I have to write that in here real quick? Sorry, Sorry future, future Hagen. Hagen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Did I, I touch my shit? I, you must have. I must have. You're really animated about the. But how would? But how would? The, but the, the tracker. Streets. But the tracker kept moving. Oh, I know. I, yeah, I saw it. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Well, that's so uh, strange. I, I actually could just like grab the audio from this. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I'm problem solving well, with, with the audience. Okay. Well, there's that. But and just in case you uh, have troubles doing that, let, I'll throw you a bone here. I was. We were about to wrap up, but I got one more thing we can talk about. So recently, I want to say it was Jamie Lee Curtis was in an interview. The actress. Uh, so this is. She's not. Is there a different one? one? I don't know. I'm just. I, I need to. I need people to know that I know things. Uh, I'm a man. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, I don't have like a laugh track, man. <laughs> uh, but basically, she was like in an interview, and I think she was talking about like um, how she was like going to Coldplay or something soon. Maybe I've got this all mixed up. But she mentioned she was like, "Fuck, fuck night shows. I'm done with night shows. They need to like these big touring acts need to start having matinee concerts." What do you guys think of that? She's would old. you? Would you be? But, 
<laughs> right, right. But like, hey, l- let's let's take like, a little against her. But like, that's when you know you're old. Take a little bit of. I want you to take a little bit of your emotion out of this, Adam, and think about: Is that something that like you would genuinely want to do? Because I go to matinee uh, musicals all the time. That's sure, honestly yeah. my preferred method of going to a musical because I can go. My first middle of my day is over, and then I go get dinner and have like a different night. Is that something you guys think you would be into? I'm not saying eradicate night concerts, but an option. Like me personally, but I think it would make a lot of sense for large enough artists to do that. I think it makes more sense to just play multiple days when you're on tour than a lot of artists just do like, hey, we're just playing one single show in this giant city. Like, I think it makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of people with like, you know, with, with, day jobs that they don't that don't allow them to like stay out late enough to see a night show if it's like on a Tuesday night kind of thing. Right. That, that is the one thing of like it wouldn't work outside of a weekend for most shows. Or or, yeah. or, or, or like let's say you work you need to be at work at six AM on Monday and you don't want to go see a show on a Sunday night that starts at eight o'clock. But they have a Sunday afternoon one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's I mean, I don't know if it's right for me, but like that's a cool idea. Yeah, I just wonder if that could ever gain steam. I think it would have to be with the right artists. I mean, we are seeing like, we've talked about this before. We're seeing like a resurgence of bands play multiple days yeah. and like yeah. go back to the way it used to be where like you go to the city and you play as many days as you can like book. Yeah, you just keep tapping yeah, them right. on. Yeah. You sell it out. I'm going to add another show. A couple bands could probably get away with doing that for having a show like, you know, five, six hours before their first show or before the actual show they're more excited about maybe. Because I think that's probably a big aspect for a lot of maybe... I don't want to say older musicians or bands, but where like part of the thing for them is like they're having a fun time, they're having a great time, they're drinking and whatever. You can't do that at noon and then do it again at seven. It's not going to work. I feel like I mean you could, in, but in, it's not going to go well. I feel like in Vegas though, like some of those residencies, they that's do a good do point. That's two a good point. Shows they do. Night. They do two shows. You're right. Super early, but it's or like they do seven and ten. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great example. That's early in Vegas. You know, ten p.m. I true. <laughs> and if you think about if we're thinking about from the artist perspective, obviously it's like there's a lot of like getting somewhere and waiting, especially at the levels we're talking about. Yeah. So this could take away from that. Obviously, you're already there. Uh, you would have, as the artist, had to have already bought into this idea. So you're already there and you're like, cool, I can play to more people if I'm selling out places or I can play to different crowds, as Hagen was yeah. saying. But then also there's the idea of... um you know, most acts at a certain level and up during the daytime, it's not like they're just sitting there in their hotel room. They're doing press. They're either calling into an interview or they're actually doing a radio interview, that kind of stuff. I guarantee you all of those artists would be like, if I had a choice between a radio interview or a second show at like 3 p.m., they're going to pick that. And maybe, maybe you could also in that same way to like tighten up the show get rid of the opener for the first for like the matinee show yeah. and then just have the op- or like the opener play at night. I mean, that would have a lot of appeal for a lot of people. I think. That way it's quick. Mm-hmm. That would also probably really, uh, that would, that would work with budgets a lot too. That yeah. way they wouldn't have to pay the opener for like two shows. Yeah. Which I like, I feel bad but... now because like we're all in opener bands. So it's like, well, no, I feel that, bad I, saying, <laughs> suggesting this I mean, once again, uh, I mean, Duolingo, you cannot have my you ideas. Still get to, <laughs> you'd still get to be the opener for, the same band, just right. just the one show that yeah. honestly is probably more appealing if you're the opener. And you might be able... Here's it even on that opener side. What's nice about that is it does seem like on a lot of these tours, opener plays and it's like, then they pack up and then they're getting to the next show. They're not yeah. sticking around a lot of the times for the headliner. 
maybe this is a good way for them to get to hear the headliner. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think I would go to them if they were an option. I don't know if it'd be my preference. I don't know, like, do you guys think, like, nighttime is really part of, like, music? Or is that just kind of something we've, like... I think it depends on the artist. Societally did? I think I, I think it, like... Uh, What's I, a I, daytime artist? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Coldplay. I, <laughs> yeah i think i think that like not necessarily the like wiggles nighttime is a part of music but more like maybe the other way around like like when you think of like like nightlife music is a part of that we think about yeah. music it's not yeah. necessarily light nightlife but right. when when you think about going out and like you know to you know to a downtown area you might assume that you will hear music when you're in a downtown area at night kind of thing so i, I think we've all been to music festivals here um what what, there's a point. I don't. Know, I don't think. You, I don't think you've been. <laughs> no, there. that wasn't. You and that I have been to a festival uh, yeah, together. Yeah, I, yeah. You two. I don't know if you were together, but you went to a same yeah, one. We were together. I don't know about he Mike. There. <laughs> <laughs> but I think most of us have been to music festivals, and I guess thinking on that is: does that play a part during the like if you're there all day? The earlier bands, does that play better to you? Does it play di- maybe not better? Let's take that out of it. Does it play differently seeing somebody? at 4 p.m. that you're really into and seeing the 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. headliner. I think that that, honestly, for me, has to do with just how much I like the band. Andrew Bird, was that in daytime? I want to say it was. That was like when, that, that was when like the, the sun, sun was going was, down. That was my, I hate that. That's my worst oh, hour. I thought I, I thought that it was makes I thought me it was, feel like shit. I thought it was perfect for the Andrew Bird set, except yeah. for all the guys that were talking in front of us. No, those guys were fine. They were fine. <laughs> they were fine. We've we've talked about this. I'm trying to think of like at that festival, like what day? LL Cool J. That was great. That was so fucking good. during Dude, the middle was, of the day. That was that was the best way to get hyped up. That's why Dude, we have come, the air horn. Yeah, we told that story. Yeah. I really hope this was like at 10 a.m. or something. No, it was no, no, like no. 1 p.m. Yeah. probably. Yeah, like and he was on one of the main stage. He played. He was on the same stage Radiohead was about to play. So. It, That's like, still so weird. LL Cool J yeah. was like, I- I've listened to like the hits, you know, Mama Said Knock You Out, all that kind of stuff. Don't call it a comeback. I love that music. It's super fun. Um, I would never pay a ticket price to go see him. But when we were there, I was just like, holy shit, this guy is commanding the audience. And he's leaning into because it, it was just him and then like a DJ. Yeah. And the DJ was just just spamming that burr, 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 burr. <laughs> and he was just like yeah and like hanging out we're like I mean, that we, was his job we didn't stay the whole set i think we stayed like 15 minutes and i was just like honestly perfect this yeah, is, i it just was. It, it was like yeah. taking a shot it was just like it yeah. is a means to an end we were we were good or an to espresso go. it's yeah. like just like i need to get somewhere and this guy fucking did it yeah um in, in the daytime and i think he would have had the same effect at night yeah, but I wonder how effective like wanting to see fifteen minutes of music at night is, because you want people to stick around at night. Cause that's when like you'll make a lot of money. In the chat, we're getting agreed that uh, you know that you know daytime bands it doesn't take away from their performance. So I don't know, man. I don't think it's that bad of an idea. I, no, I, I think there is the natural like uh, response of like shut up, you're old, because yeah. it came from someone who is old. Well, and I, that's also just a general thing about like most. Not this isn't obviously universal, but a lot of the cases is like people who are older have jobs where they have to be up earlier and whatever, yeah. or they have kids and families they got to deal with stuff. They don't want to go to late shows. Like if you go see a movie at 10 p.m., there's probably not going to be that many old people in there compared yeah. to earlier in the day when they like got off work and they want to go see a movie before they go home and yeah, 
you know have to go to bed at nine because they got to wake up at six. Yeah, yeah. It's just the the reality of it for a lot of people, and I think that's you know it'd be good if they could go see more stuff. And, but yeah, and like to your point, like doing like musicals during you know an earlier time during the day, those are full. And yeah, just as busy as the other ones. Nobody so. bats an eye at that idea, and like. It, you know, my niece was super into the Wiggles, like when she was super young and like the Wiggle, the original Wiggles like lineup did like a last tour and like each day they were playing like two to three shows. And it's just like with certain acts, like we've already, it's already, you know, it's built into their like model. Like, so like this idea of like, I'm trying to think like, what's the band that like we could think of that would be like, well, don't see them at daytime it's got to be like some like really aggressive like would you want to see motorhead in the middle of the day or something like that um i can't think of any right now that i would just be like yeah this is weird maybe no those edm festivals are in the daytime too i was gonna say maybe like seeing like one of those like really party bands because like i don't typically feel like partying in the daytime Well, and and you talk about like like metal i mean like warp tour was that was like Mm -hmm. all during the day and that was just like that was just a bunch of moshing in the heat for hours that's kind of where my brain went yeah struggling to think of like bands like there are some bands that have like a visual aspect like uh the band russian circles which is kind of metal uh they they play with all the lights out on stage and they have fog lights behind them so it's just a silhouette and that's part of like they, they do it at every show so like it would be a bummer to yeah, see that them without that, but like the music's still great regardless. So. so there's a lot of like production, like visual production issues you'd have to like figure out or not be able to do during the yeah. day. And I guess we are yeah. kind of leaning into the like, oh, only outdoor shows. Like you can play indoors in the dark at yeah. two p.m. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's the theater. Just gotta have nice, uh, nice shades, you know, the yeah. little blackout curtains. That's the theater. Yeah, I don't know. I think it could happen. It won't. Yeah. But it could. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it does. It does. It, I mean, the it, only it way cost it really would would be the acts who can afford to do it. Yeah. It would cost Who more can money. afford to do that. And like. Yeah. What know, level actually, does this start? I don't start? know how this would even work with like the crews and stuff. They can't work more than a set that's number of hours. Point. too. Oh. Yeah. That's a good point. They, they probably would have You'd to have, have to have two crews traveling and with yeah. you. Depending yeah. on the well, act, that setup and teardown is like. Yeah. Kind of intense. Oh, oh shit! Right, and then they got to drive to the next show. So. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, like they could probably do a thing where, like, the, it, they could have like a, a setup crew, a daytime crew, maybe like that's like part local, and then a nighttime crew that's their crew that does tear down. But it would be it's still yeah, be even a lot then, of money. You could set up yeah. for even a then, night like, show. You mentioned then, that logistics video of touring, like that would make this even more it. complicated. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Because what's you know common is the people who like set up the you know equipment and stuff and are driving and stuff they're sleeping during the show right most people don't like you know think about that actively but they're up there as soon as they're done right that gets a lot more complicated when you have you know 12 hours of you know, the tour happening during the day i have that like video in my notes as like a link as like a hey at some point maybe we'll talk about yeah. this tour logistics video but every time i go to reopen it i like get anxious because i'm like oh my god this is so stressful <laughs> the amount of work that goes into this one show if the trucker gets sick it's fucked the whole thing's fucked um yeah i, I don't have much else to say you guys got anything before we go into what we're listening to nope let's okay. say what we're listening to all right uh we do a segment where we talk about what we're listening to we'll let you go last because i forgot to tell you about okay. this mike <laughs> no worries uh i've been listening to uh, a, a lot of um Jeff Rosenstock, who uh, he he's just one of those like prominent like uh, ska dudes. I'm, I'm I need to remember his um, 
band that he has a really famous band that people like oh it's uh bomb the music industry um but yeah i've been listening to a lot of his solo music which like it has the scala elements but it's just more like just this like really catchy shit uh specifically the album worry that's uh that's what i've been listening to a lot and he's he's got this really like i think hagen you might hate it because he's got like one of those voices where it's like this guy can't sing (laughs) but like the emotions getting through yeah and like whenever i'm gonna show you a song after this specifically if the listeners are curious with what i'm talking about listen to the song nausea it's so catchy but it can be very like you can hear like oh man this guy's like struggling a little bit on it uh this is the guy that i told you about that uh you and dave that he has a song called festival song oh yeah you did tell us about this and yeah. the whole song is about like he's like oh i play these festivals and like we're all like talking about like oh unite against the establishment and like we're literally looking at like a bank sponsored skyline drones are like doing our whole like the video and she's like it's kind of funny that that's a thing so before he plays that uh song at festivals he gets up and he goes this one's called festival songs and then he says how much they got paid to be there so like at the pitchfork one he goes uh he he just goes we got paid seven thousand five hundred dollars to be here and then starts the song i was like that's so funny that's the perfect way of starting that song yeah Yeah. so that's what i've been listening to um i have been listening to uh, a lot of stuff as well but the one thing i'll I'll, i keep listening to is the new fallout boy so much for stardust Uh, we talked a lot about it when when we went on the road the last two weeks two weeks ago right um because the zane low interview yeah two Um, weeks two weeks ago um and uh (laughs) the big thing we talked about with that zane low interview is that he was talking about how good the lyrics are right and the lyrics are trash. Uh, like that's it's Fallout Boy. Yeah, man. yeah. Pete Wentz is a horrible lyricist. I don't know why he does this. I don't know why they let him do it. Uh, but there's a lot of really quintessential Fallout Boy moments. If you are a Fallout Boy fan, uh, on this album, um, it 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 feels uh, it feels really fresh in a lot of ways. And um, the guitar player who is like who's not like a touring member of the band but still works with them, he said that this is like his favorite thing he's ever worked on. And I totally get it. The guitar is so good on the whole thing. Great album really good if you like fallout boy if you don't like fallout boy you're gonna fucking hate this <laughs> which is why i've avoided it yeah. I, was say, I will keep that in mind and not listen to it yeah yeah uh, i've been listening to uh black country new roads live at bush hall ep that started as a i guess video that they published a month ago and jackson sent that to me and it was great they released it on streaming it's great it's like recorded over like three nights at the yeah. same uh concert venue that's why they're changing costumes right. i thought it was in like a video, costume you can change tell on the the audio recording you can't really tell they're different nights other than i think they reference different things yeah um, but even then but it's it's great uh i know when i first mentioned their previous album um and then the, the singer leaving i was like i'm worried like they're not gonna be not not a, the same band or as good of a band but they're great that was one There's of those nothing to worry about that was one of those episodes where i was in a hotel and i had just seen them yeah without the singer and i was sitting there like no adam they're great it's okay <laughs> i like I, I think i immediately texted you when y'all yeah. were done going live i was like dude don't worry it's good well i think this if anybody's like thinking that listen to this album and i think that's really smart of them to put this out because it's super it, unique it especially to put it out on streaming is like oh you have nothing to worry about it's like it is a different feeling band but it still also feels very familiar yeah you can feel the connective tissue but it's definitely different they're changing uh vocals yeah, and like, they're not afraid of changing it either. I forget what that one song is where, like, the, the pianist is, uh, it's, like, in sections, and she goes, chapter one, and yeah. then, like, starts it, and I was like, God, that one gives me chills. Yeah. What you listening to, Mike? 
Um, two things been kicking around a lot lately. Wilco Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Gone back to that one for whatever reason. All-time favorite. What's your favorite song on the album? Oh. Do you think of it that way? No. I have to um, now, now open it up, now that I asked that. <laughs> Radio Cure is amazing. Yeah, so good. What's uh, That's the kind of like the kraut rock one, right? Uh, Yeah. I'm trying to think, you man. Can, you can call it that, I suppose. I didn't like that album the first time I heard it. Yeah. I, I'm embarrassed by people. that. You it's weird. People. It's weird. Yeah. The it's record company didn't like right. it. <laughs> right. They had a whole saga. Camera. Uh, that's the one I'm thinking of. That's uh, the crowd walk. Yeah. So good. Um, so that and uh, Gustav Holst, The Planets. I think it's the Berlin Symphony or Philharmonic or whatever. Mm-hmm. The particular recording. Couldn't tell you why. <laughs> you like it. Just, yeah. Just... Was the right thing to listen to this week. Hagen likes Fallout Boy. You like whatever you just yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, does, uh, quick before we wrap up the show and do you know plugs and everything, does anybody has anyone here ever listened to Ryuchi Sakamoto? It's the, the composer um, who just passed away. At apparently, like people are like posting about it a lot, and I was like, I, I feel like I know that name. I haven't listened. It would be a you thing, Adam. I started listening today, and I was like, whoa. Adam, there there might be something that I've listened to that they've done, but I don't know what that it would be. Yeah, well, he passed away at the end of March, and it's just one of those. Apparently, he's like a Brian Eno type, where it's like he started out like doing this like electronic, like really like pushing electronic music, and then became like a composer. So, yeah, sad to hear. But I was I was curious if anybody had like a definitive like, oh, listen to this, because I was like listening to a record he just put out this year. And which is like, oh, this is like really ambient, like that kind of like Nils from or Niels from. Yeah. I don't know how you say it, but kind of sounded like that. But then he has like stuff that sounds like um, craft work. And I was like, what mm. the fuck? This is all over the place. So, all right. Yep. Let's, uh, anybody got shit to plug? Plugs. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you got any stuff you want to plug? Or you want you to tell people where to find you? Yeah. Um, you could find the music, Edgar Derby on spotify all your favorite streaming places um get the website edgar we get the website edgarderbymusic.com um all the common socials instagram at edgar derby um we've got a couple shows coming up uh what month is this april it's april april thank you yeah april 21st at rubber gloves here in denton uh, and then April 28th, uh, as part of Thin Line. Woo! Um, cool, cool. I believe that's going to be at Harvest House, but we don't have that. And that's uh, like a free festival, yet. right? It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is now, yeah. And, um, it has been for a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just have to register, I think, and yeah. you can attend all the stuff. Also, as part of Thin Line, um, one of my music videos is going to be screened as like part of the film festival that's cool. part. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, yeah, we're pretty psyched about that. So that's on Saturday the 29th. Um, that's at the Campus Theater here in Denton at 3 p.m. That's awesome. Cool, yeah. cool. That's very cool. Yep. So you see my big face on a movie screen. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. Sounds like a dream, right? <laughs> will, you, will you be there or is that something I that will. you're like, ah, No, I, I will. Wanna... And it's going to be like a Q&A sort of thing. I don't really fancy seeing my face at 20 feet tall, but <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. We'll answer some questions for the people. Cool. Um, 
Moniker has a show coming up on April 14th in Dallas. We are playing with a emo night. I've been trying to like, like wrestle with how exactly do you say that? Like it's like emo night. Yeah. We're playing emo night. Uh, you can get your tickets. You can find it on our socials, that kind of stuff. So if you want to come relive those glory days and then also see like the new bands who are trying to make the new glory days, come listen to us as well. So, uh, we have that. And then, uh, after that, uh, at the end of the month, we will on, God, what is it? The 27th, 28th, 27th, 28th and 29th, we'll be doing a Louisiana run, which I will give more information later, but it will be new Orleans, uh, Monroe, then Ruston, Louisiana. And then we're going to fuck off forever. Go nope, ahead. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got anything, Hagen? Uh, for anyone who's listening in Oklahoma City or has friends in Oklahoma City, I'll be in Oklahoma City with Old Dave and uh, a band, Matthew and the Arrogant Sea. We'll be at the Blue Note uh, this Friday, April 7th. Uh, Kirsten White Trio is also playing, and apparently Kirsten White Trio uh, is like like Kirsten White's brother, I guess, is like legendary Oklahoma musician. So I, I, I don't know. It's supposed to be some really cool thing. No idea. But I'm excited to be back in Oklahoma City. I love the Blue Note. So um, if you are in Oklahoma City or have any friends there, tell them to come hang out on Friday, April 7th. It'll be fun. Oh, by the way, before we uh, wrap up, uh, I don't think anybody who was at the show, uh, the Moniker show, is listening. But if you were, we had two song requests that night. And that almost never happens and when it does it's typically my dad which still means a lot to me but like it was really nice having two people that like one of them i know decently well and then one who's pretty much a stranger to me uh do that uh so if you go to live music especially at a smaller level and you know a song you want to hear request it they may not play it but it makes them feel really good i felt amazing one of the songs like we would have never played because it's an acoustic song and i would have told the other guys to get off the stage so being able to do that was really fun for me but also made me just feel really good i don't know i don't know i don't know if you could see him but he the person who requested that song was like singing along the whole time i had no clue where he was yeah also one of my strings was out of tune so i was like god damn it (laughs) (laughs) i i I couldn't I, i couldn't figure out if it was the e or the b uh-huh so i was just kind of like avoiding those two strings yeah yeah but like yeah do, do that yeah go ahead hagan cool well thank you guys so much for watching thank you for listening we appreciate it so much if you haven't already please subscribe on whatever podcast app you are using to listen to this uh, and if you're watching on youtube please like and subscribe the video uh it helps us a lot if you subscribe while we're live and a little animation pops up it's kind of fun um if you're on social media you can find us on all the social media don't uh dfta podcast on instagram don't be the artist on tiktok uh if you use facebook we're on there um if you want to say hi you can leave a comment dm us you know talk to send send us a long email about uh jacob collier it's a voice recording yeah Yeah. they're very good at that yep (laughs) and you can email us at newdave at don'tbetheartist.com i want to reiterate again you can literally email us at anything at don'tbetheartist.com we will receive that email make it fun do we whenever that happens does it tell us yeah like what the okay i never pay attention to that yep um yeah and it'll tell us what it is so we we can we can if you read if you send us with a funny little uh thing we can read that as well um Yeah. yeah so please comment on the youtube video send us a dm on socials say hi we really appreciate you guys thank you so much for being here uh and uh thank you for being here mike thanks mike thanks new dave new dave new dave thanks new dave it's a new dawn it's a new day